This episode of Bushers Breakaway is brought to you by you. Yes, you. It's always been about you. It always will be about you. Always is about you. I said it twice. So nice. I said it twice. All right. Starting our fifth year right, having our producer on person behind the scenes, our friend Danielle, and talking about all things uh, Hank returning to the Rangers, talking about the New Jerseys, and some other topics, some five-star questions. So let's get to the show and Mark Messier, shall we? Send in those five-star questions for next week, and hey, we might have hockey by January. Mm, we'll see. Here we go. Mark Messier. Here he is. Hey, Bushers Breakaway fans, welcome to the week of the Bushers Breakaway. I am your, I'm killing time, but Greg, killing time. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm of The Athletic. I'm here with Greg Kaplan, also The Athletic. Gregory, say hello. Ryan, how vivid a dreamer are you? Very, extremely. Um, okay. So much so that I like, it's it's like concerning. It's sad. Yeah. It's, gotcha. Yeah. So, all that to say, uh, last night I had what had to have been for me like a top five migraine one of the worst migraines i've ever experienced in my entire not life not a hydrated boy this weekend i'm assuming then uh i guess not i maybe sunday i, I didn't drink enough saturday all i did was drink water because nothing else going on in my saturday <laughs> anyway uh sunday i, I like to imagine night. your schedule was just saturday hmm, water yes drink, drink water <laughs> drink, drink water watch college football that's yeah. all i did uh-huh. uh anyway Dude, splitting migraine at around 3.30 in the morning. Uh, I popped a couple Motrin, yep. drank two glasses of water, yep. tried to go back to sleep when I did eventually fall asleep. Most vivid dream that I can remember in recent history, Ryan. Matt, you were on the field at, no, at Shea Stadium? No. Okay. I'm in a hotel, uh-huh. a hotel casino. So, and who am I hanging out with? Who am I hanging out with, Ryan? Steve. Terry Bradshaw. That's oh. right. The Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City. Wait, we are right, we're, we're, ha- we're we're chatting it up. We're having a we're having a normal time. Okay. Somehow, Big. I don't know the guy's real name. I just know he's the character Big in Sex in the City. He is in a predicament. Okay. Miranda and guest star of the week Lucy Lawless. I have so many questions. Are both. Okay. I have a lot of questions too, Ryan. I can't tell you the last time. I have never sat down and watched an entire episode of Sex and the City. There goes the only my reason question. I even know who these characters are are because people make fun of Sex and the City. But I am, I, I'm not done. So Miranda mm-hmm. and guest star of the week, Lucy Lawless, are up to Big's hotel room because he, being the old shucks that he is, told them both to come up to his hotel room for a chit-chat and uh, didn't realize they would both take him up on it. And now he's worried that both are going to catch him in his trick here. Okay. So Carrie and I are trying to tell him that he needs to leave his <laughs> hotel room. Otherwise he's fucked. And what does big do? He doesn't leave the room. So what happens to big? He gets fucked. I don't know what I, what happens to me at the end of this, but then all of a sudden, I guess I just become like the camera that is Carrie Bradshaw typing on her computer being like, well, this was such a predicament. I think I'm going to make some cheese in my so, hotel room can I, and then go to sleep. Can I tell you the funniest part of all this? I've yeah. never watched Sex and the City. Period. Uh huh. So you mm-hmm. said, "Is it Carrie Bradshaw?" Yes. Okay. I heard Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. So ah. this entire <laughs> story was totally different. I literally googled, ah. "Is Terry Bradshaw in Sex and the City?" So you uh-huh. telling that story, I pictured the quarterback Terry Bradshaw the entire. Would time. have been a more fun dream for me. Let me tell you. Speaking of Ranger news, a lot happening mm-hmm. this week. Lots mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, only mm-hmm. real two stories to talk about. Today on the show, we're actually going to bring our producer on. 
who is the uh, woman behind the producing of our podcast. Uh, and uh, Danielle will be joining us. She's an Anaheim Ducks fan. So we'll be talking about Kevin Shattenkirk and acquiring maybe some players in the Ducks and some other things. Who knows? But let's talk about the, the bits and pieces of news that we have for now. And I'm sure we'll go over the, the uh, retro reverse jerseys with Danielle when she's on. So we won't do that. So far, reporting from Expression, I believe it's called. It's a Sweden newspaper. Swedish newspaper? There you go. Um, Hank will be returning to the Rangers once his playing career is done. Is this one of the most non-stories in the history of non-stories? Yeah, because what it is he going to be an ambassador like every other former Rangers an ambassador? Right. Well, Mar- Messier is an ambassador, ambassador, but not really. I think he's been kind of... Uh, I don't want to say he has a bad relationship with the Rangers. I don't know that. But ever since he was turned down for uh, some some jobs like the head coaching position and such like that, I don't think he's had like – I'm sure it's not a bad relationship, but it's not like he's been out there. He's Mr. Uh, Mr. Ranger. I mean, everyone else, though, like, you know, Graves, we've talked about it. He's an ambassador for the Rangers. He's in the system for prospects. Leach is obviously with MSG. All, all Ranger greats are just around MSG. I don't, I don't know why this would be an issue or why this is a story, really. It's cool that he's coming back. It's cool that he acknowledged it when he's on the Capitals. But to me, like, there's a million things he could do with the Rangers. I'm not sure he'll be a goalie coach. Not sure he'll be an actual coach. Might stop by as an analyst position or might just say hello once in a while. I don't know. feels like Hank might have, want more out of life than just being a, an analyst on MSG. Or maybe he loves it and will miss the game and he'll come back. I, it's, to me, he was always coming back. It was nev- I was never in doubt, was never a worry. Um, but that's, that's the, one of the, the news pieces for this week, Gregor. That's what we have to work with. Yeah, I don't know. Henrik Lundqvist doesn't strike me as a guy that wants to uh, get into the coaching ranks when his playing days are over. There are a lot of options for Henrik Lundqvist once he decides to stop playing hockey. My man could be a full-time model, have a fashion design line, and do whatever he wants. He could be a special guest on MSG once a month and, and probably demand a 2 to $3 million contract. Just that kind of guy. It's yeah. Henry my, my, my guess is Hank's foundation will be heavily involved with Garden of Dreams. Hank will continue to do events that can link the two incredibly brilliant causes together. Hank... I don't know. He's not, he just doesn't strike me as a guy that wants to, when his hockey playing days are done, he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to want to travel with the team and go on Western Canadian road trips. Yeah. I don't really see that either. Like I saw some, I made some jokes about it today and I saw some things like, Oh, maybe uh, Hank will be a head coach or like he'll start. I was like, no, that's not, no, that's not him. I think he's, he's probably, if he wants to be involved in hockey post his playing career, I don't even think he wants to be involved with it with like the way David Wright, is still involved with it. Well, David Wright's like at a high level, right? With the Mets? Yeah, he's essentially like a front office advisor. I don't. That doesn't strike me as Henrik Lundqvist. I've never gotten the vibe from Henrik Lundqvist that he's overly concerned with how teams are constructed. I think he's going to be involved with the Rangers because there are a lot of good things Hank can do in the community in which he lives, which is in New York City. Yeah, he's not he going has anywhere. A family. Yeah, it, he'll be involved with the Rangers in any way that he decides to be involved with the Rangers, but... I think I, 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 to me, it's just it, it's going to be more charitable than it is going to be impact on the ice. Yeah, me, which is fine, by the way. Hank can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. This isn't me. Like, I don't want that to come off as a criticism, by the way. This is not a criticism. Think, this is positive. So everyone knows Yeah, if Hank, if Hank wants the coach, by all means, I'm just saying from the standpoint of someone that's watched him his entire career in New York, there are some guys you get a vibe about that they want to be involved with baseball. Like Carlos Beltran very clearly always wanted to be in and around the game of baseball, even after his playing days. He just 
everything he did from all the stories you've right. read about him, from the way he played the game, you could just tell that at one point in time, sans a cheating scandal, that that guy would be a coach well, somewhere. I, I feel that way about some current Rangers. Like every yeah, time I like, see, every time I see Brandon Smith, I'm like, that guy's a coach. <laughs> like he's definitely yeah, a coach. I would uh, Ryan McDonough. I would say is someone I would expect to get into coaching at some point in time. Uh, I would expect. Definitely not Chris Ranger, Ryder. I mean, I expect Dan, I expect Dan Girardi to be doing something in hockey. Yep. Be it in a front office or in the minor leagues somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I would probably say the same about Mark Stahl is another guy that I think would want to stay in or around the game as long as he possibly could. Just never got that vibe from Hank. You know, I like I don't I don't I don't think Mika Zibanejad is going to stay in hockey after no, his playing career. No, definitely not. He's going to go to the woods in a cabin with a DJ set and just sit there and have a great time. And God bless him. That's really yeah. it. It's uh, I don't get, I don't get the vibe that Chris Kreider is someone that's no going to hang around hockey once way. his playing career is done. Chris Kreider is going to open up a museum and I don't, it's going to be like uh, oddities, like an oddities museum, just totally random. It's going to be great, but that's, yeah, that's Bar- Barnum and Kreider's is what it's going to become. There you go. That was good. Nice job. Uh, there is, yeah. So players like that, I just never see Hank. Like imagine what Hank would be coaching. Like he'd be like, okay, you know, um, so I guess you first things first, try and be as good looking as me. Um, then after you try and do that, I guess, try and be better than I was. And, uh, so you've tried both those things and I guess that's it. (laughs) Well, it's also, it's also, it's, it's sometimes hard for the greats to relate to the modern day player, right? Right, It's the same reason why. Greg Maddox, greatest pitcher of all time, I think, in our lifetimes. He's not a pitching coach anywhere. One, probably because he doesn't want to be, but Greg Maddox doesn't know. As smart as Greg Maddox is, like he can't teach other people to be Greg Maddox. That no. guy's one of a kind. He's a unicorn. So like Benoit Allaire is a fantastic goalie coach that I would never trade up or for anything in the world. But like Henrik Lundqvist, he's not just going to immediately make everyone better just because he's Henrik Lundqvist. Some guys... Some guys can't teach. I'm not saying if Hank probably could if he wanted to, but it's just not the vibe I get from him. And I to assume that an all-time great needs to immediately become a goalie coach or something like that. I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't. I see think it he's going to do a lot of charity work. I think it's going to be great. I think he's going to help make his community better. I think if he could run, he I bet he'd more willingly run for office than he would try to. If he do anything, if he but, could do that, yes, I think yeah, he I would. I don't know. I mean, Arnold was freaking governor true. and. California. I, yeah, Henrik would be a great politician. I don't know what they 2022 would say. 2022 governorship. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. Shout out to Cuomo. Uh, not really shout out to Cuomo, though. Kind of on the fence. But I don't know. Great job with COVID, I guess. Who knows? Um, yeah, that, that, I don't know. Maybe sports betting, you know? Let's see. Maybe we'll just do well, that. Hey, I, if you guys don't <laughs> think I'm, not, I'm serious about running for office in 2022, I got two things I'm running on, and we'll see if Cuomo takes care of them beforehand. Yeah, we'll figure that out. All right, so uh, now that we got that out of the way, and I know you don't care about third jerseys, but I do want to talk about this just very okay. quickly. Well, I, I want mean, to talk about, talk about it. Yeah, I will talk about it. All the third jerseys in general we will talk about with Danielle because I have a lot of feelings on them in general. But the Ranger one came out today, and if, if I have to be honest, a little disappointing. Like, it was cool that, that Lady Liberty's back. We've talked about jerseys on this show endlessly and how generally we don't care. But I find that I do care because I, I wish that teams would take this opportunity to do something cool. Yes, I am on the. I was about to say I'm on the spectrum. What I mean is I'm on, I'm on the weird side of things, uh, and when it comes to jerseys and stuff like that, I like something that's more eccentric. The Rangers released Lady Liberty that is very bland. Our friend Bob Kawa, if you haven't seen it yet, 
uh, released a jersey last November that I thought was super, super good looking. A Kako Lady Liberty jersey that he posted uh, last November it was awesome. And they kind of based the Lady Liberty off of his, but they kind of toned it down at the same time. No stripes at the bottom, no nothing. The sleeves need a little bit more pizzazz to them. The Lady Liberty is cool. I'm happy it's back. But it's just like they took the opportunity to, I guess they know their market base, right? They don't want to market to someone like that's eccentric. They kind of want to play it safe. And, you know, they have an older fan base and they want to be like, okay, well, Lady Liberty's back. Here you go. But I like the older Lady Liberty's better than the one that they just released for the for the retro. I wish that the New York Rangers would take the opportunity to do something crazy. They haven't now. Well, they haven't announced, but there has been rumors and, and some announcements through Fanatics and whatever else that there will be a fourth jersey. I'm kind of curious what they'll do there. I thought a lot of the reverse retros were very cool. We'll talk about those with Danielle when the time comes. But for the New York Rangers, you had the opportunity to do something nice. You had the opportunity to think outside the box here. And uh, Lady Liberty could have always came back. But it just looks a little bit too bland for me. I'm not going to complain too much. I, would I have bought one if it looked a bit like more like our friend Bob's? Yeah, I think so. Um, a Lafreniere would have looked really nice in that way. I'm sure a lot of people are going to love the Lady Liberty coming back. But I was, I was surprised to see a lot of... You've, you like uniform opinion from Rangers Twitter and and elsewhere that they were kind of lackluster. That doesn't usually happen. There's usually a giant divide, and I didn't see like a a big like oh wow they really nailed it. It's just like this was close, but no cigar, which is the New York Ranger fashion. And that that's pretty much my rant on the uh, retro jersey, which I know that your take will be. I don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's just I. It's not anything I'm ever going to get worked up about. Yeah, I get worked up. How about the team it. looks on. How the team stylistically looks on the ice i just did cool man they could be naked if as long as they're scoring goals i don't give a shit i will say also i pay for that um <laughs> same <laughs> I, I it's the people that are happy good man congrats love it good for you so if, if that's how you want to spend your money baby i support you 110 percent. do something for yourself get something that you want if it's your favorite player and you like the lady liberty jerseys splash that cash lord knows we've all deserved a little bit of happiness in any way we can get it so if you want to buy the new jersey i'm not going to criticize you i'm not going to say it's dumb if you hate the jersey cool man good for go for it it probably it definitely could look better i guess maybe i don't know i don't really care like it doesn't just do anything for me the funny there are a couple ones that i will say this as as even keeled and non-committal i am about the ranger jerseys it is batshit stupid that the hurricanes Retro reverse. Let's save this for when Danielle comes on because I have. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. I need to. I need to do it now. Go for because it. Because as as the son of Connecticut on this podcast, <laughs> it's bullshit. It's what it, it's bullshit. That's not a. There's so much hockey history that they can delve into in North Carolina and the Carolinas as a whole if they wanted to. It's not like the, the Hurricanes are a brand new to, team. They've been around. No, and what hurric- what 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 Hurricane fan in North Carolina is going to be like? Man, you know what I've always wanted. I have always wanted a Hartford Whalers jersey because that's what my team is about. Who who is that? Who is that jersey for? Who who wants? I don't know a current Hurricane name on a Hartford Whaler jersey if they're growing up in Connecticut. And who in Carolina wants a Hartford? Does anyone in Carolina even know where the fuck Hartford is? Would they know that Hartford is like the twenty eighth biggest market in the United States of America? Would they be able to find it on a map? In Connecticut, would they be able to say how far it is from either Boston or New York? I'm, would they even be able to tell you if it was closer to one or the other? I'm from New York. Like, I probably can't do that. Yeah, it's I. I just I don't. Who's that? Who's that jersey being marketed for? And it's not like the Hurricanes 
are out here trying to pay respects for the Hartford Whaler legacy. Motherfucker, if you wanted to pay respect for the Hartford Whaler legacy, don't move to Carolina. Like, I, I just, I don't understand who this jersey is being marketed for. Makes no it sense. doesn't make sense. I, I, I'm out on it. It's, it honestly, that shit pisses me off. It would be like the Washington Nationals just throwing on a Montreal Expo jersey, being like, Vive la France. Motherfucker, you stole the team. What are you doing? <laughs> like, you exist because you robbed another community of that team. Don't then be like, hey, guys, remember that time that jersey looked really cool? And the thing that pisses me off is the Whaler jerseys, the color scheme, fucking dope. It's so cool. But it's a slap in the face. I'm just so confused why anyone thought this was a good idea. It is a little what bit are you confusing. doing? Just to finish oh, my thoughts on the Ranger off. one. Very, very – I agree with you fully. Oh, the Rangers released one too? I forgot. Yeah, yeah. The, just to finish my thoughts. I'm sure it'll look cool with the red pants, um, but unfortunately if you're a fan, you're not always wearing bright red pants. So there you go. Uh, I think that's it. Counterpoint. For, Maybe you should start wearing bright red pants, Ryan. I, fuck? I, if I would wear pants if I left the house. And Philadelphia shut down again today, so here we are. Um, all right. Let's get to five-star questions. Not too many this, uh, this week or this past two weeks because we didn't do one last week for our five-year anniversary. Nothing too crazy. Uh, this one's from Rob31. Oh, if you want to leave a five-star review, you can go ahead and uh, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and then we'll read on the show. That's how this works. This is from Rob31793. Uh, hey, guys, what are the odds Brandon Smith sees playing time in the fourth line instead of left-handed defenseman? It's not zero. It's definitely uh, it's not more. It's not more than five either, though. The Rangers actually have – part of the problem was last year the Rangers didn't have – forwards in their mind to play on the fourth line they have those guys this year whether it's Rooney Lemieux DiGiuseppe uh I think the kid's name's Colin Blackwell I know hockey stat minor loves him yep he's an option you also have uh just a trove of those college free agents the Rangers have signed the Justin Richardson's the Patrick Kotarenko's everybody's favorite Morgan Barron the Rangers have a lot of options they can put on the fourth line. Uh, the Rangers also just desperately need depth defensemen at this point. So Brendan, Brendan Smith just won't have the flexibility to be able to play on the on a wing like he did last year. He's gonna he's gonna be needed defensively on on a pairing somewhere. Big time. Yeah, it's he's he's actually gonna be maybe the best left-handed defenseman if Keandre Miller doesn't make the team. And also Keandre Miller not a proven asset yet. So it might actually be Brandon Smith the best left-handed defenseman sub nights if Ryan Lindgren is off. Sorry, Ryan Lindgren. My apologies. All right. Uh next question. This is from DC from Long Island. I'm scrolling through the free Eisen tracker, and I'm when I'm reminded that Zidano Chara, Zidino, sorry, Chara is still a free agent. And then think to myself, I would take Big Z over Jack Johnson any day. Well, I think DC, you're uh, you're not alone in that. We could sign him for basically the same contract. Uh, what do you guys think? Is that would that would that have been a smart move? Keep it up, the good works, fellas. DC from Long Island. Yes, of course. I mean, I would much rather have Chara than Jack Johnson, but I don't think that was in the cars. And Chara probably only wants to go back to Boston. If if I was yeah, Chara's Chara's at that point of his career where it's he's probably either playing in Boston or he's retiring. So it's it's almost like Chara told the Bruins, "Hey guys, figure your shit out. Call me." when we get a little bit closer to whenever the season's going to start and then we'll figure our shit out. Char's not, he's just not leaving. Like he's, he's retiring a Bruin. So if he's, if he wants to play this year, he's going to play with the Bruins. If he doesn't want to play this year, he's not going to play for anybody else. Is it a better idea? Yeah, absolutely. It's just not one of those things that was ever likely. Not, or not plausible. plausible. Yeah. This is yeah. from Dylan, uh, Kung chicken. 
<laughs> God, good Cookman? Cook, something like that. Sorry, Dylan. I'm just going to read your first name, Dylan. I was wondering what you guys thought about Mackenzie Weger. Uh, so this was a question from a few weeks ago. They, uh, the Dylan pretty much said, hey, uh, what do you guys think? Should we trade for him? But then they signed him to a three-year contract. Are we su- mm-hmm. We never really talked about it. Uh, were we surprised by that contract at all? I thought it was a very good value for the, the Florida Panthers. And, uh, for no, the summer I, it's... I know our friend Sam Stern was big on the Rangers trying to trade for Uyghur. He's another guy, by the way, who, who shoots left-handed, plays on the right side. Yep. It's totally possible for mm-hmm. everyone out there saying, it's not like blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, Shut blah, up. Blah. You're wrong. Uh, yeah, it would have been fine. I might have cost the Rangers a pretty penny to require him in terms of trade. Would have been a good get for the Rangers. He's a good defenseman. It's a good contract for a good defenseman. That, Are- that's, that's about it. But that's why the Panthers didn't want to trade him. So there you go. This is, a, I think, a baseball question because it starts with, this is from DCG146. This is questions primarily for Greg. But since the Ra- the Rays are farm system mavens, Ryan may be good for input as well. Also, uh, free at last, free at last, goodbye to the Wilpons. We'll talk, uh, with the talk of trading and long-term signing of arbitration players like Lindor or Arenado, I thought, what other cheap owners are that would be willing to trade their superstar players instead of paying them? The Nationals probably feel like they can play, pay Soto or Turner, uh, so pretty much the question is, what would a hypothetical Soto trade look like? And are there, are there any other players, uh, you'd be looking to grab from cheap owners? Uh, one, one does not exist. Yeah. Soto is Soto. the second best player in baseball. Not top five best player, top three, maybe, but yeah, too young. Yeah, he's also too, making too minimum good. wage. Too young, too good. Can't get him. Yeah. Nope. No piece of it. Um, and the trade doesn't exist. Like there, there are no amount of players to make it worth trading Juan Soto. He's basically in the Mike Trout category, except if Mike Trout was making less than a million dollars. Right. And Mike Trout was 21. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It just can't be done. Can't so be they, done. like this, this, this exercise, it's one that doesn't exist. I could list 15 Mets. It's not enough. It does. Plus like you then add in, well, it's the, your 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 argument is the owner is cheap, so he won't be able to afford Soto. Well, if you're giving him 15 more people to pay, it's not like you're lessening the burden on what it will just cost to keep Soto. So it's yeah, that I I got nothing because the trade doesn't exist. There is Same. no player in baseball like if if the Angels called the Nationals today and said Trout for Soto, they would say no. I I, I think the Nationals say no. They agree. It's crazy, but it's true. Uh, all right, next question. This is from uh, this, this is more of a comment. It's from our friend Stern Scouting. I love these two guys a lot. Wow, a podcast. Thanks, thanks. Come on the show. Come on the show, Sam. All right, uh, this is from and I'm going to butcher this name. This person, Ian, literally says, "Yes, I am back. Please pronounce my name right this time." <laughs> it's Ian Sitildes. Sitildes. I think I got it. Nice. He definitely did it, but anyway. Okay. Kreider, Zabitajad, Buchnevich, Panarin, Stromkako, Lafreniere, Hedl, Kraftsov, Lemieux, Baron, Gauthier. The man rocket is out. What do you think? Go easy, Gregory. Thanks, guys. Ian. I'm not convinced Morgan Barron's going to be able to play center in the NHL. I don't know where this... I, I've never understood the Morgan Barron love effect. Love, love fest that this fan base has. It's a, it's a lot. Um, I listened to uh, our coworker Scott Wheeler uh, talk about this the other day. He believes Morgan Barron is still a center prospect and believes he has a better game that way. Uh, he's watched him a lot, but I'm with you on that. I, I think it, this is sort of a prove it moment. To to be fair, 
Heedle has been put on the wing. Howden's been put on a wing. We don't know what's, what's going to happen until they get there. It's not a guarantee that Bar- Baron can handle fourth-line duties in the center. It, like No, he, but it's also... what What's the big problem we have with Brett Howden? Like, what... The biggest problem we have with Brett Howden is the Rangers have been force-feeding him minutes that he's not ready to play, yep. right? Yeah. That, that's that's essentially it. Brett Howden so is really ever... important to the success of this team up coming this year. I know we haven't talked about Brett Howden in a while, but he's quite important. But forget about it. Forget about that part. It's a lot of people's main argument, besides the fact that when he plays, he just doesn't play well. But a big part of it is he's someone who's young and playing minutes that are over his head. So I, I just need to know why people then want a different young player to play minutes he's probably not prepared for. Like, why 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 are we saying don't play Brett Howden, just play Morgan Barron, as opposed to just doing with Morgan Barron what you wanted the Rangers to do with Brett Howden, which is allowing him to get seasoning in Hartford. Let him prove it in Hartford. There's nothing – the Rangers are going to be bad this year. There's nothing wrong with just letting a young kid play top six minutes in Hartford and if he's too good for Hartford, then call him up like they did Hedl and Lindgren last year. I don't, I don't get the obsession with making Morgan Barron an opening night Ranger a thing. Let the kid eat in Hartford. Don't repeat the mistake you clearly made with Brett Howden. Why are we trying to make the mistake again? It drives me nuts. I don't understand it. It's, it's, it's the thing that confuses me the most about most of the people on the underbelly of Rangers Twitter that just desperately want Morgan Barron to be a thing. If he becomes a thing, fantastic. He was a seventh-round pick or sixth-round pick. He was a late-round draft pick. If he has even a five-year NHL career, that is more than you could have ever expected from Morgan Barron. But why are we in such a hurry? He's a child that played decently at Cornell, but not exactly, one, a hockey powerhouse, and two, didn't blow the doors off college hockey. Let him play some in Hartford. I know. Let yeah. him figure it out. Brett Howden could actually play in the NHL, even though it doesn't seem like it some nights. But he shouldn't. He Even if he could today, he shouldn't have started in the NHL. He should have started in Hartford. The Rangers never let him cook in Hartford. And now, instead of trying to correct that behavior, the Rangers fans are just saying, fuck it, Morgan Barron's here. He'll be better. We don't know. We don't know Let anything. him play in Hartford. Show us he's better. I just... Relax, guys. Slow down. Take your pants off before you try to do anything. Last question. This is from our good friend Brian Mallon, who uh, I've spoken to before. Really nice guy. Uh, says, uh, uh, the Tammy Panarin of podcasts. Amazing podcast for all Mets and sometimes Ranger-related needs. Ryan, please read two of the following lines from the Russia Under-20 camp. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I'm trying to pick one. Uh, I'll just do the first uh, six here. Anfonisiev. Cool. Kun Stnutidov. <laughs> you don't think that was close? Kun- you should have just called them. You should have just called them comrade, comrade, and yeah. comrade. Pod Podkolzin. Okay, cool. Groshev. I got that one. Groshev. I definitely got. Uh, I guarantee you, you didn't. But Sof- it's okay. Sof- Keep going. Safonov and Chinakovov. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I can't read. All right, let's go uh, to our guest for the day, Danielle, our producer talking about all things Anaheim and all things jerseys. And uh, we'll come back after that, say goodbye, and that'll be it. We'll be back later in the week of the OT. And if you have any OT ideas, throw them our way. I want to hear them. Please. It's going to be some time to hockey. All right, here we go. Transition. Hey, we're back with our first and only guest of the day. She is our podcast overlord and uh, my final lifeline of tech support at The Athletic, Danielle Lehman. How are you doing on this lovely Monday night? 
I am good. Wait, like, so what? Do you need me to reboot meg megaphone? Yeah, just me help. Is this, help. This, this is the tech call. I can't right? put the ads in. I I don't know what's going on. I've read something wrong and I've gotten an email. Um, yes, this is where we are. We brought you on actually for a few different reasons. I don't know if you've heard about this, but the retro jerseys were released today. Uh, so we'll be discussing those a little bit. And also, uh, you're an Anaheim Ducks fan. Before we. Uh, we, we don't have anybody we've talked to Ducks with in a very long time. We have some players mm. we'd like to talk to you about. But before this happened, we, uh, we were on the phone call right before this. And you mentioned you haven't watched your team play in eight months because they weren't part of the restart. What has that been like? Because every other team seemingly got back except for like six, six teams. Pretty much it. Yeah, and, teams. and half of them were half of them were California. The, the California contingent was strong. And they're like, you know what? We're all going to stick together and be aggressively bad this year. That's it. And uh, yeah. you guys did just that. So do you, you mentioned like, are you even sure who's on the team anymore? Like, are you like, do you know how Kevin Shattenkirk is going to fit in at this point? What's your mindset? <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I went to like, look back at the roster just to kind of like refresh. My, and there's a couple names on there that I'm like, oh, Gosino. And I'm like, <laughs> I, take, I take to my buddy and I'm like, oh yeah, I came from the trade from the Rangers. And yeah, like. I'm kind of like just looking at the, looking at the, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's our roster. Okay. Got it. Right. We still have, we have one goalie listed right now. That's cool. 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 <laughs> What's it was. So Kevin Shattenkirk obviously signed a three-year deal with the Anaheim Ducks after winning the Stanley cup uh, on some money while getting paid by the Rangers and the Tampa Bay lightning. That's called double dipping at its finest. Uh, yes. You Halfway, get... he's halfway to a, uh, uh, crap. Wasn't it? Who's the, Play just on the Kings. Someone that gets, just... gets paid by everybody is what you're saying? Yeah, four, there's like four teams he's getting paid by right now. I and will he was... look that up. But... Uh, Kovalchuk. Koval... The... He's, oh, yes. he's halfway through a Kovalchuk. Mr. Kovalchuk, who uh, we were actually big fans of and wanted to get on the Rangers and glad we didn't. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> Kevin Shattenkirk, when the when the Anaheim Ducks made that signing, what was sort of your instant, re instant reaction to uh, you seemingly, the Ducks have a lot of defensive prowess and now you have Kevin Shattenkirk. So what was your thoughts on that? I think any anything can help. Anything to help the Ducks on the back end, obviously will help. I I think the thought though that struck me first was Murray's comments about, like, oh, we're gonna make a push, a playoff push, and we're like, um, we never even like committed to a rebuild. You can't just get bored. Like, they, first of all, they called it a retool. Like, they never officially went, okay, we're rebuilding this guy. Oh yeah, we're retooling things. And then they decide, oh, yeah, we're going to make the playoffs last season, next season. And I'm like, you can't just decide you're done with the rebuild. I mean, you can, but you just can't decide, oh, we're going to make the playoffs next year. Like, that's, that's not how it works. Well, it? It, feels like, it feels like one of those things where the it's – you know what it's like? And I haven't done this in a while. Mm -hmm. And by a while, I mean I haven't done it in a week. It's kind of like the <laughs> Mets with Jacob DeGrom. Oh, my God. Where you have this star player in John Gibson, so you can't ever really – rebuild if you want to keep gibson mm -hmm. but at the same time you have to realize that everything else that isn't gibson just sucks it's not good and yeah. your kids are good but the kids aren't ready but yeah they need the time yeah yeah you, you you have gibson so you feel like you have to go for it even though going for it is the worst thing for you in the long run mm-hmm yeah that's, it's, that, it... that's how it's like the mets everything's like yeah. the mets <laughs> everything ties back <laughs> Perfect. What's the over? What's the over under on like num minutes into a podcast where the Mets get? You we, know, I think I have a three I have, seconds. I have an Excel spreadsheet where I believe I out of the two hundred sixty one episodes we've done, there's been four episodes where we haven't mentioned the Mets. So there oh. you go. 
But two of those episodes at the end of the podcast, I will say something along the lines of, see, I didn't even mention the Mets today. That's so actually going... what happens. <laughs> it's, it's just the... to get it in there. <laughs> it's right before I say love you guys. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So Kevin Schalker goes on your team. Uh, is is? Do you think he fits well? Do you think it was a good signing? Are you making the playoffs? What? Uh, probably not. But what what yeah. what is the mindset? Where are the Anaheim Ducks going? Hit me up. Like, yeah, it's 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 a that's a question I think all of us are asking. Like, because if, if you look at, they're so close to ca- like cap space. There, they have no space, like right now. And then you look at the team, and you're like, okay, what are they spending the money on? You know, Gibson, obviously, and then Fow- uh, Fowler, and um, you know, there's a couple like bigger contracts. Getzloff's on his last year of his current contract, but like everything's getting eaten up by these. You're like, okay, there's a lot of old players, and there's a lot of like young. Like you're like, what is what what is their plan, really? I mean, if if you want to trade us Hampus Lindholm, we can oh. figure this out. No one will say anything bad about that. I think that's a great idea. We could we could figure it out. Well, Greg, why don't you throw a trade out there? Yeah. Okay, let's see. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've heard, but we have this guy, singer songwriter Jack Johnson. Yep. Uh, Bubbly toes. Can, I love that guy. <laughs> we could package him. Uh, okay. I honestly, it. I've I've had a man crush on Lindholm. Around the same time, I've had a man crush on Jacob Truba, so mm-hmm. I'm happy I have one of them. But yeah. I would like to, to get them together. The you got to get these two kids together. You yeah, get them. I would like <laughs> to complete the set. That's all I'm saying. Well, I was like, I was wondering too because the Ducks, a couple, they're only a couple seasons removed from having a very, very solid blue line. But then you know, okay, I'm gonna say the name Shea Theodore, and everyone, all Ducks fans are gonna start crying right now and not know why. But it's you know. When the Ducks had Shea Theodore, he wasn't who he was now. And now elite defenseman with the with Vegas. They get rid of him. Montour. They get rid of like like they had like they had so many great pieces and then they just were trading away for offensive pieces that never really panned out. And so I think bringing Shattenkirk in does solidify that blue line that does need some help. Um, you know, he's good on the power play and I think that's that's kind of you know you know one person alone can't fix a power play. The Ducks' power play is kind of um, not great, but he's going to help there. I think for sure. Well, now that we figure that out, let's so crafts off just straight up. Your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> we have so many wingers. I don't know. It's a it's a situation. The Ducks the, duck, the Ducks do have like, that's that's the thing. Like uh, the defense in front of Gibson last year wasn't great either but really the ducks couldn't st- score for anything last season like even raquel had a down year um silverberg had a down year i mean what's uh what's his uh scoring like crafts uh, off well you know he's yeah. doing really great in russia right now he's killing the khl <laughs> he's you know he's gonna come back over he's a premier winger ninth overall in the draft taking ahead of oliver wallstrom who's on islanders Great pedigree, you know. He's really finally solidifying himself. I can go all day, but I think with the steel is sort of done. Where do we sign? Well, <laughs> well, the fu- the funny thing is, not that long ago, a lot a lot of people, or or maybe just mostly Rick Carpinello, there was a big Jake <laughs> Silverberg to the Rangers buzz building for there for a little bit, and now I don't think the Rangers would do it in, under any circumstance. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't know right now that the. Here's the thing with the problem, like I said earlier, with like the cap space is like the Ducks need to move someone to bring, you know, they need to move out something if they want to bring in assets. So like it's almost like you have to like as much. I don't want to get rid of. I I want I would want to keep Lindholm, but at some point you're like, 
you have to give up something valuable to get something valuable. Like, you know, in the stupidest, most, you know, that's the baseline of trading. But <sighs> unless you're trading with Jim Rutherford, you could give up nothing and get a lot back in return for Jim Rutherford. Uh, I am a big, I will say I'm a big Raquel guy. Mm-hmm. I've always liked him. I think he's, a, he's below market value with at least one more year left on his contract. I think if some really good team should be barking down the Ducks' door trying to get him on a daily basis because the numbers were down a little bit last year, but I think I think all that guy, you'd be buying perfectly like 75 cents on the dollar, and you'd be really happy with that investment. I'm a big any, – any contender that has an opening down the middle or someone that could also play the wing, I don't know why they're not trying to get Raquel at all costs. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and he's a guy, too, that, like, if the Ducks are trying to, like, improve on, you know, if they really want to make a playoff, but no. Here's the thing. Like, the, the Ducks confuse me right now. I'm so confused, and I haven't watched them play in eight months, so it's like these these all make sense and make no sense at the same time. <laughs> let's, let's make something sense of something that's really tangible and relatable to today. I have the Ducks number two on my reverse retro rankings. As in worst, right? No, as in best. <laughs> I guess you don't like them. So uh, go ahead and tell me what you don't like about them. Have you seen them? I have. Yeah, no, I like it. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. The collar, cool. The back plate, sweet. Uh-huh. The arms. And then uh, and then the cartoon wild wing. Which what? is might be the, the original one might be the worst jersey in NHL history. Really? You think so? Yeah, and I know it's interesting to talk to you guys about that too because you guys are obviously you know, New York, you're outsiders, and ha- and the the Ducks fan base today seem pretty split between hating it and being wrong. Um, so yeah, so I I want to see what you guys' thoughts on- were on it. You don't like it, ju- like it's awesome. He's jumping out of the ice. He looks like a cartoon. Looks like a superhero. It's so here's here's the thing. I think you know, back, I was too young to remember this, but they years and years ago they had pro beach hockey, which was like. Like in you know inline hockey, played on the beach and like they had behind the goal, they had like tilted, like uh, it was banked, and like pro beach hockey that was what it was called. This would be an awesome pro beach hockey jersey. It just I I don't know like and it's funny for me too because I'm someone who loves nonsense and stuff, but for some reason this jersey just it's cheesy. I kind of like, like it. The ducks cheesy. That, That's why yeah, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, that I'm kind of I I hate doing Ooh. this, and I hate that I have yeah. to do this. Ooh. I kind of agree with Ryan. Sure. I think I'm just gonna. Oh, look at the time. Uh. <laughs> well, no, no, here's the thing. I I understand. Yeah. I understand people not liking it. I get that. Sure. But I'd rather you miss by going so over the top that yeah. it's kind of borderline ridiculous. Like I'd I'd much rather have the problem being like, well, okay, that's a little too ridiculous than opposed to just being whatever the Red Wings are trying to prove. With sure. their just white jersey, and, here, and here's how I'll I'll justify that jersey too. Like I can see it from the duck standpoint is, okay, the jade eggplant, mighty ducks crest. That's a slam dunk. If you if you put that out, you'd be printing money. Like people want that jersey. However, the ducks third jersey right now already has that mighty ducks crest on it, so I could see why they wouldn't want to do that same logo for the fourth. If they want to go something different and. You know, they've only been around 25, it's been 26, 27 years. They don't really have that much to look back on. So you've got 
maybe that Anaheim script, that black and that black and eggplant jersey they had like in the mid two thousands. Like there's not much else you can draw on. So I guess unless you go like super retro and go to District Five, which would be pretty actually pretty sweet. Um like the the Mighty Duck movie jerseys. There's not much the ducks could have chosen. So I get why they would like, okay, well, let's go for this ridiculous one because it's it makes like you guys said it makes a statement. I mean, and for me, like jerseys in the, in the long run, like jerseys aren't a big deal. However, it's just fun to have cartoon hate first, just to get riled up over stupid things. Um, but I I could see why they picked it. I just I won't buy it. That's that's all. I think it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just as as while I think it's fun, if I were ever to just drop money on a Ducks jersey, it would just be like the that late '90s, early 2000s D3 Mighty Ducks. That version of the Ducks jersey mm-hmm. is just what I. It would be really funny if uh, it would have been really great if the Ducks like did a complete 180 and just went Eden Hall Warriors and just had those jerseys as their yes. fourth. That see now that that would have been something. I would have been in that for. Just no problem, one hundred percent. But you know what, Bombay got the name changed, so there you go. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll do a ranking of all these jerseys later this week on our OT. Who knows, Gregory? Who knows? But <laughs> you for... want me? You want me to rank shit that I don't care about? Yeah, I'm I think, the funniest, Let's go, I think baby. the funniest thing is the Islanders jersey. You get to like stare at it for I, a while. I, I, it's I not even like, retro. There's uh, nothing retro oh, about that. I've oh, seen them wear that jersey oh, seven they times. The, they flip the stripes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's that jersey in Detroit. It's kind of like what. Yeah. What happened here? What are we doing? Okay, copy my homework, but don't look like you copied it. (laughs) It's like, I kind of, and I know this is blasphemy in Jersey world. I kind of like the fisherman Islander jersey. I do. I love the Gordon Fisherman. It's it's cheesy and it looks like it's about to sell me seafood, but (laughs) but I like it. And to to be the reverse retro and to have it just be a normal jersey, but you flip the stripes is so, like, sad. Like, did Lou Lamorello get on the phone and be like, we, we're not bringing this goddamn fisherman back. It's going to kill our season. Like, <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that Lou called up and was like, hey, if we have this fisherman on, we're not going to win those five games. We have to have this. We, we can't. We have to have this crest. That's Give it. us this. <laughs> That's all we well, have. Fair, Ryan, fair being fair, when's the last time you went fishing in Brooklyn? Mm, good point. But they're, not, last... they're, not in Bel- they're not in Belmont yet. That's true. So you, What's the last time you went fishing, no fishing in Belmont? <laughs> I don't know. But at least like you're close to the Long Island Sound. They should just change their name to the horses or and something. Give I, me something pony related. I guess my third question is, when's the last time you went fishing in Farmingdale? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, will, I think I, – I, now, this might, this might be crazy. Mm-hmm. But I do think my favorite jersey was the – that – Matthew Barnaby era that, Buffalo charging head, but with the blue and gold saber colors. They got rid of that black and red, and mm-hmm. they kept it blue and gold. And I'm all in on that. That was that nice. seems dope. Yeah, the best like one, the best one by far, by far, not even close, is the Arizona Coyote one, which sucks because the Coyotes are a terrible organization, and I wish nothing but bad <laughs> things on them. But uh, on top of that, their jersey is so fucking sick. The whole desert yeah. with the little cactus, the, the the entire design, the purple they chose, oh, it's the best. I would have instantly bought one if there was something like that with the Rangers, but there is not, unfortunately. Speaking of, speaking of purple, the Kings ones are pretty solid, too. Yeah, the Laker Kings ones? Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. I mean, the Lakers just won a championship. You've got LeBron James. The Kings are poop. 
Um, but they got yeah. but they got Quentin Byfield. <laughs> we got Kings, yeah. Yeah, and they they made a Laker jersey for the Kings, and now everyone will buy that because it's a Laker jersey. How uh, how butthurt do we think the Clippers are though? Just being like motherfucker. Ex- well, uh, <laughs> oh, their okay. daily existence is is butthurt. I'm pretty sure. I think they're trying to trade Paul George right now, which is insane. Uh, yeah. Or is it insane? I don't know. He can't hit a shot. There you go. Uh, I, other than that, I think the reverse retro is kind of nice. A lot of them, I'm surprised they didn't do anything. I think like the Flyers, like Nashville, uh, the 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 Devils at least made it Christmas themed. Respect on Christmas. Yeah. Big respects for Christmas on this podcast from one one of the podcast hosts. Um, big ups on Christmas. Big ups on Christmas from half this podcast for sure. Like well, my, Saint, Saint, Saint Louis has a Hanukkah look going to it, so it's fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, but everything else I thought was was okay. Was there one other that stood out to you, Danielle? Hold on, I'm scrolling through. Scroll, scroll. I kind of like the look of the. I, I like I like the look of the jet the Jets jersey. Yep, that's um, pretty nice. Yeah, I like the. Green I, I like uh, that lightning jersey was always fun, so I'm mm-hmm. happy that's kind of back. I just wish you'd go wacky, and you can't go Whaler like Greg did this rant already. But it's, I, I, oh yeah. don't even get me started. I, I I I only had one rant in me, Danielle. You sure. can add on to the rant. I just <laughs> think it it's fucking ridiculous. You're not in Hartford. You stole the franchise. Don't be like. Hey guys, reverse retro. It'd be like, oh man, what's? It'd be like if the Jets did a Thrashers jersey. <laughs> it would be like if the Czech Republic started wearing Slovakia jerseys, being <laughs> yeah. like, "Yo guys, this is dope." It's like, no, no, you split up. You're two different things. Stop this. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, that's yeah. it for the jerseys. So uh, we have heard rumors. The rumors are out there. The NBA has already set their schedule for every single part of their life. Uh, and the NHL actually beat the NBA to uh, to that plan last time. This time, not so much. January 1st is the projected rumor. Have you uh, have any thoughts on when the NHL might start again? Or what are your feelings on this situation so far? Um, I think I think the only issue that the season that is going to have is it needs... I think it's, it's going to be condensed, right? Because they can't allow this season to push back the next season. Like they have to get back on the regular schedule at some point. Right. Yes. Well, it's not, it, it's not just that, but yeah. at some point they won't be able to show their games on NBC because yeah. there's this little thing called the Olympics and that's supposed to be happening. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, so it's like, they got to have a, a, it's what 40, what was, what was the, the lockout season? 45 games, 48, I 48? believe that's yeah. a number that stands out in my head at least. Good memory. Yeah, so, I'll look. Good Thank yeah. You. So it'll be interesting to see because, like, you know, the players obviously weren't very happy with the bubbles. Like, they did it, and obviously it worked flawlessly, no no positive tests. But living in a bubble for months, that's not great. It's not great living. It's not, um, so well, I like the, it, it's not good for the mental health. I mean, they still make a good yeah. amount of money and all that stuff. and uh, Exactly. Uh, and all that crap with, like, dealing with um, Tuka Rask leaving to be with his family and people giving him crap. And it's like, dude, like. Yes, he's an athlete. And he pays. He's being paid millions of dollars, but he's still a human being, away from his family. Like, it's tough. It doesn't matter what you're. You know, it doesn't matter what you're getting paid or what you're doing to get paid. Like, that's a rough life. Um, so I do like that idea that what they're doing, thinking about doing now, is with like the hub cities. You play someplace for like two weeks, and then you go home, and then like that type of thing. Like, I like that idea, and it seems like the players, if the players have that, and they know, okay. I'm away from home for two weeks, but I can go see my family, and then we can do this again and again and again. Um, still need to see what's going to happen if, you know, if numbers are going crazy like they are right now, and if teams can't go into Canada 
if Canadian teams can't come into into America, like that's going to be interesting. Like how you figure out, you know, playoffs and all that stuff. I mean, maybe Canadian teams not winning a cup. Vaccine can't get here soon (laughs) enough. Yeah. (laughs) So it's yeah, but it's just it's going to be crazy to think about how they're going to maneuver. You know, possibly the, those temporary realignments just to deal with these bu- these new bubble ideas. Like it's 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 crazy. It's definitely a lot to handle. Um, my projection is that they start a little bit after January. Maybe maybe camp starts in January. They go February, and then we have a really short season. Greg, you were correct. Forty eight games for both lockouts in ninety four and or ninety five rather, oh. and, and uh, the the two thousand twelve version. There you go. I'm smart. I'm smart fucker. I don't know what I get. You, you got it, Gregory. I, I I still don't think there's a season before the Super Bowl. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm I'm sticking my feather in that cap and saying, at this, the NHL if they 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 cannot start January first if they wanted to right now. Players would I think have to start get reporting right at now. least once. There'll be at least one one last one more pushback. Yeah, There's it's no a, yeah. You got it. You got You're gonna need at least six weeks to get ready for the season, right? So especially with all the extra protocols that are be going on, yeah. we're and, about. And they were six talking weeks. about. And they were talking about letting those teams, those six, seven teams that didn't make the playoffs at all or the play-in, they're going to give those teams an extra couple of weeks of tra- yep. camp before that. So they have to factor yep. that on top of that. So some somehow, as, as ridiculous as it sounds, we're about six, seven weeks away from January 1st. So January 1st is just not happening. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if you get the guys there a little bit before Christmas, you can start the season first week in February. But just nothing's moving. We're just sitting in mud. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, if you think I'm, about I'm that, okay. Post Super Bowl. Yeah. And if you think about that, 48 games, if it starts February, like, what, what, the playoffs would still be pushed deep into summer, right? There's, not, like, yeah. there's no way around they're, that. They're going to they're gonna play right up until the Olympics kicks in, like, late J- July. I don't think there's any avoiding that. Yeah. That'll be it, and, though. Yeah. Um, wait, I just thought about that. So wait, are for for the CBA, are the NHL players allowed to play in the Olympics this year or is that? Well, this is a summer, the summer, summer. summer, summer. summer of course, yeah, Yeah. you know, they're playing playing roller hockey. Uh, but it, it, eh. yeah, I don't know. They just, it's, it's a mess. It's the fact that it's just, it's, it's that we're not hearing anything. Mm -hmm. That's the part that drives me a little nuts. There aren't even really ideas being thrown around that we could criticize everything just feels so man we're not really talking about yeah. it we'll just we'll sit we'll sit back and wait it's like at some point you have to be proactive with it now if you'd want to just not do it i mean that would suck for all of us involved but that would be being the most proactive we know they're not going to do that so at some point you have to get off your ass and do something mm-hmm. you know like they started meetings in the last week or so right and there's so but there's been nothing coming out like not yeah, nothing but- like concrete just like maybe bits and pieces like we've heard about you know obviously we talked about the hub cities and stuff like that but like that idea but other than that yeah like you said there's no there's nothing to like discuss you know it's so weird right because everything everything always gets the caveat we're just talking about it don't even take it seriously i have to write it because i heard it but it's not actually something that's going to happen at some point someone needs to put pen to paper being like this might be what happens and then we can react to it and then the nhl can adjust from that but it it's almost like we're not even at the point where the NHL is ready to adjust from anything. Yeah. It seems like they haven't made, like, it's the NBA kind of had a hard deadline. They were like, all right, by today we have to figure out the whole season or we're losing a bunch of money. The NHL was like, no, we're going to take our time. That was it. Yeah, like, we've got this. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Sure, six weeks. Can I, can I just say, I am impressed that sports owners have been able to 
phrase the conversation of if we don't start by X, like the NBA saying they were going to lose $500 million if they start by December 22nd. It's not entirely true. It's not like, it's not like $500 million are going to be coming out of NBA owners' pockets. Mm-hmm. All it means is the NBA won't make as much money as it wants to, but it's still going to make money. So it's, it's never the league losing money, right? It's losing earning potential. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference that I feel like us fans forget. If the NBA played two games this year, they'd make money. It's that that it's that simple. It's the NBA. Same thing goes with the NHL. So when that stuff comes around, I think you, I'm just I'm putting my big boy brain hat on, my tinfoil's <laughs> on my head. It's not the NBA losing money. It's earning potential being taken away. The NBA would still make plenty of money. I'm just saying. There'd be totally all I'm fine. saying. I'm just saying. Totally. Danielle, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Hmm. Hmm. Now remember, you might have to edit this out later yourself. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> then I, I am done. Okay, Danielle, thanks so much for joining us and helping us on the the podcast uh, over all these times. Where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at that girl chip, and then I also run a BS hockey podcast with my butt, like my friends. We just chat about ducks hockey. But like I said earlier, like. There's been eight months without Ducks hockey, so this week we did a hockey would you rather where I just asked my friends just random would you rather questions. Like, would you rather have Gibby as a center and or gets off a goal? Like, dumb crap like that. So that's totally offsides, also totally offsides okay, on Twitter. So let's see. So for Wednesday's BSBOT, we are playing. Yeah, I was just, I was would just you that idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also love you guys' good cop, bad cop idea, too. That Thank you. Great. One criticism, yeah. one that, uh, negative thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that, that everyone was like, isn't that just your podcast? And then Ryan you. and I turned it up to a thousand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super fun, uh, super fun show. All right, we're actually going to get out of here, too. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Orion Mead. You can follow Greg at Blue Shirt Break, and we'll be back next, well, with Would You Rather. Uh, Greg and I will come up with some of those for Wednesday night, which is super fun. Thanks, I'll send Danielle. you some of my questions, too. You guys can tweak them. Please, please. This is content yeah. machine, Danielle. We did, uh, just so you know, and as you do know, actually, uh, we did shows through the entirety of lockdown. So we are ready to yeah, roll. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Two shows a week, baby. All right, uh, we're out of here. Uh, Greg talked about the Mets already. Okay, cool. I love you guys. Talk to you guys later. Bye.